Welcome to Finest Eco Radio. It's September. Yay! I keep on forgetting my months, but the summer has officially kind of gone. I guess it's lingering a bit. So tonight we've got a big show. We've got an interview with Ryex from The Acid and Hireling. It was great to catch up with him and he's a very interesting guy. First track starting us off is from an artist called Swoon. And it was signed to... At, oh, Cut, Cut Records, yes. Um... It's a label from different. Uh, the track is called Do You Love? The Finest. The finest.
it's about time that we hear some new music from our boy Deft and here we have him collaborating with Alphabet 7 on the Everything Stays the Same EP out now on Black Market Records. Oh 
The last track you heard was from Artbit and the name of the track is called Elliot. It comes off Low F. It's the digital sub-label from Lowriders Recordings. It's got a bit of an IDM touch. It was quite nice. I liked it. And coming up, we've got a track from Low Tide and the track is called Bazaars. It comes off Manny D's compilation for What Not Music and it's also quite lovely.
was Newage If I Found, an unreleased track. So let's see, and hopefully it'll end up on some release in the near future. And up next we have Marina Quais, or Quais, or I don't know, a Canadian singer-songwriter. Um, and her album The Legend of Serena is gonna be released on Phonosaurus Records this fall. Very precise release date, but we will already have an exclusive stream of this song by tomorrow on finestego.com.
that was Humble Joy from Mimush, a project from Memotone and Zoot. It's coming out on Project Moon Circle in just a month now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, early October. Um, yeah, beautiful song called Humble Joy. Coming up next, we've got an interview with the lovely Ryax. He's going to be talking us through his musical journey, as well as we're going to be playing some songs from his projects, Ryax, um, The Howling, and The Acid. So we hope you enjoy the interview. I started my journey and my love of music from when I was a little kid. Um, my dad had a lot of records and um, I played like vinyl in the house with him the whole time I was a little kid. And I grew up on this little island in Australia. So I was pretty far removed from everything. And um, records were like, uh, I thought records were like the modern version of listening to music, you know, until I found a tape cassette. Yeah, I grew up in a really pure way with music. My dad has always loved music and played music and um, really artistic family. I grew up with goats and chickens and we grew our own vegetables and surfed every day, you know. So I grew up really simply, so there was a lot of space to listen to music and fall in love with it. And then, um, then it was like folk and soul music and stuff. And then I found um, grunge and Nirvana and all that stuff. And that was really big for me, Pixies. and. Um, after that, it was Jeff Buckley, really, and he shifted my world a lot. And um, I started exploring a lot more stuff and then found some electronic stuff that I loved as well. So it was really mixed, but it was just the beauty of, I think, emotional content for me in music that I really resonated with when someone was being raw and honest, whether it was electro or, or it was, you know, folk or soul. It was like that, that heart in it for me that mattered. I'm a child of sun the stars I love like something that I keep coming back to you know it's 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 a strange thing if I compare it to love it's like a partner that I want to be like my long long-term partner but maybe it's not quite right in some ways because it doesn't have an ocean you know and it has these brutally cold winters and those things are really foreign to my skin because I grew up close to the sea and I grew up where winter meant 10 degrees was the coldest it ever got you know um, so I, I have this real love of it though and I, I've been spending time here for the last kind of four years living here for some of the year and the first time I ever came it was the dead of winter and I was so disconnected from the space and um, I came here for lust and this, this girl and this relationship and um, yeah it was a really brutal first interaction with Berlin minus 20 every day and 
couldn't really go outside and didn't really connect to the spirit of the city. But that's actually when I wrote a track like Berlin. I wrote that on that trip. And so it started early. And then stuff I did with Frank really ingrained me in the electronic music scene here, in Visions and the rest of the boys. And that's been my other half of what Berlin became musically and artistically for me. And then you fall in love with the summer as soon as you come. The freedom and the openness and the art and, you know, expression, it's a magic thing. consider myself a collaborator um, but I don't think I'd found the right people that I really connected with on a musical level and I didn't necessarily expect that it would come in like deep house techno or it would come in experimental stuff um, with the acid like that other project but it's um it just came about by organic love of music Frank and I were um, introduced first through a friend of ours over Skype um, when she was staying with me in California and um, you know, we kind of just became brothers, Listen, like, yeah, very simply. It was about music, we listened to a lot of the same music, we were referencing Fela Kuti and Ravi Shankar and all this stuff, the same stuff that we loved. But here he was making Deep House and I was making this indie kind of underground folk stuff at the time. And it was beautiful to pull those two worlds together, but it, it was an accident, you know, we didn't plan it, there was no industry bullshit, it was just very much like I sent him this track Howling and he sent it back to me the next day with some production around what I'd already done and it was beautiful, it was perfect and he was playing it in clubs that night, you know, so it was, there wasn't too much thought, it was all that intuitive process which is really important for me. And then, and then The Acid which is another project that I've just put out a record with and that, that came, it all kind of fell in from each other, you know, I'd been spending time here in Berlin and I went back to LA and re-met Adam who was a DJ for many years, Adam Freeland. And um, we'd just been sharing the same kind of love of yoga and spiritual practice and some some kind of other stuff. We weren't really talking about music. And then we just started making music together and we finished a record in three or four months. So it's always been about the people and the organic collaboration, not so much about trying to do something cool or hip or, you know, it doesn't really matter. Turn cheeks and shine. I've had a real fascination with combining um, this intimacy and rawness of voice and lyric and production to like heavier electro or drone or you know I'm really interested in bringing worlds together especially after my experiences with Frank and Howling we we kind of were looking around to see other people doing that and there wasn't many people and um, I mean you've got Bjork and Radiohead and Massive Attack but you, you know lately there's been a lot more with the James Blakes and stuff but when we first met to make to start making the stuff for the acid it was um it was like this really experimental process it was like how do we get this sense of intimacy and rawness um and heart from this performance like aspect of liveness to combine and glue together with like experimental electronic music and we weren't trying to make music that was for radio or anything like that. We were just expressing and, and um, it was really intuitive. I met Adam, as I said, and he came up to my little shack in Topanga in the mountains in California. And then he said, look, the like I've got a studio session the next day with a friend of mine, why don't you come in? And then I met Steve Nalepa, the third guy from The Acid. And we just all gelled and we, we that first day we made a track. We made a track called Animal, which is the first track on the record. and. And it was really organic. One day, one track, said, let's come back tomorrow and do another one. And then we did Basic Instinct the next day. And, um, you know, it was very much about trying to explore 
how to do things intuitively without questioning them. So when we were in the studio, I would just, you know, we all produce, so I would sit at a computer and be kind of pull up, pulling apart a song or a session and something. And then one of the other guys would jump in and Adam would be in the corner making a drone or some other beats or listening to kick drums and we'd just input different things. And at a certain point when I heard something, I just said, let's set up a mic and I'll throw some stuff down. And a lot of that first intuitive um, stuff was the final takes on the record so even some of the lyrics are all subconscious flow and I think that's really beautiful compared to the overproduced kind of um, thought out radio stuff that's happening it's really cool to move the other direction a bit. Yeah I mean that's what music is making art is improvisation it's just that you get better and better at refining the process and um yeah, there's quite a lot of lyrics or, or bass lines or creations that were totally improvised first time on a synthesizer, first time on a vocal, or first time on a drum machine, and we just kept it, you know, because that's the essence. For me, there's something about the essence which is so much stronger than the perfection. And that's what I really believe in all the music I've been making. strongly ingrained in the aesthetics and the visuals of the project. We're all artists. Steve from the Acid ran a book publishing company for years and has a lot of friends that are in like um, installation art and stuff. And then Adam been really intrigued and interested in deep art philosophy and kind of those guys are much more the idea of when spirituality and um, science come together. They love art like that. So that was a theme that we played with a lot on the record. And, um, the visuals, yeah, I'm really, I have a really strong um, uh, impact on, uh, in terms of my vision of that, I guess. I directed that video, Basic Instinct video, and I directed the video for Fame as well. So, you know, and I did that with some friends of mine in LA, and, and we came up with those concepts together. And um, kind of the whole visual palette is our, our dream, especially the videos. Um, that's really like a very pure aesthetic of what I've imagined something in a way and we've talked about it as a group in the acid and then I've gone away and made that and that's just been collaborating with dear friends of mine and amazing artists in LA and you should collaborate with the people that you love because if you respect their art and they respect yours you're going to make great work so yeah and then the, the live show is really strong visual palette as well and we, we've got some artists friends of ours in in the UK and a, and a friend of ours Gianni from Italy who created a program for us that um, uh, allows the visuals to respond to what we're doing live on stage. So everything's changing as we play. And um, I think it's the first time anyone's ever done that. It's like audio reactive as we're playing live. And um, there's, you know, 3D body mapping projections. And so we're working on a lot of kind of tech stuff, but we're using it in a really beautiful art way. And that's what we really love to do, combine these worlds. I've been touring Europe with Ryex, The Acid and Howling all summer and um, I probably played 30 festivals for Ryex or something this summer, you know, and and uh, maybe five or six festivals for The Acid and, you know, five or six festivals for Howling and then we've done two Acid tours as well. So it's been really busy, five, four months straight of touring, more or less. Yeah. And it's been really interesting learning how to combine the projects and sometimes playing at like Pitch Festival in Amsterdam or, or Holden Pop or these different festivals around Europe and playing uh, as Ryex and then a few hours later playing as The Acid or playing as Howling on one stage and later that night playing as The Acid or vice versa. It's been really um, intriguing and beautiful process to be a part of and trying to make it work in my head. Fighting for the moment, moment, basic and
think what's beautiful is I get to express different parts of myself and different things. Um, if Ryx was my only project, I would definitely be putting electro production in it and and I would be exploring all this stuff. But I think maybe what's really special for me is that it gets to stay as this very raw, intimate thing. And it's just, it's almost the opposite. It's like me sitting in a studio and everything's a live take and it goes onto tape, you know? And it's like we don't really use computers and we don't really do that stuff. And it's all about emotion, man. It's all about that one take, that one moment. And, um, it is, yeah, it's scarier that way and it's more personal that way and it can be tough because you have to get into such a different mindset to play those shows live or to create that music than playing at 3am, uh, you know, playing at Panorama Bar with Frank, you know, last week. It's a very different reality. So I do have to strip myself away and get back to a really kind of raw place to work on my own stuff. and a love with uh, electronic music for, for years and years and years, you know. From when I was a kid, uh, I guess it's strange because you listen to records like Thriller, which is a Michael Jackson record, and the way that Quincy produced that is kind of electro. It, it's like all sampled snares and sampled bass lines and stuff. And uh, from that kind of understanding of like, almost catered production up until you know really finding like massive attack and that kind of stuff and um Portishead and Radiohead and those things were my first introduction to electronic music in a way but um like deep house and techno was something I didn't really know a lot about until I came to Berlin the first time and I got thrust into the middle of it with howling you know it was very strange for me not to know what the difference was between techno and house and to be number one on the deep house charts was very strange but really beautiful you know really really beautiful i was telling a friend of mine last night the first show frank and i played was um space in ibiza massive club and then the first shows we played here in um in berlin was flux bar we sat on the floor and watergate we sat on the floor instead of um playing some big show we sat down like ravi shankar we played and I played like songs like Berlin and really quiet things so it's been beautiful to challenge the electronic music scene with such intimacy as well as the other way around challenge kind of fans that love uh, folk and indie and all that and get them listening to house music I think it's really beautiful Right now I'm so full, I feel so full with the music I've been making, I'm really in a lot of gratitude for like my musical relationships with Frank and with Adam and the boys and I have other projects you know and I've been collaborating with other artists a lot uh, recently and it's just finding the time to get to release all of it you know it's um all I want to do is make music and keep putting it out but there's something uh, you need to like schedule these things and record labels have to release it at this time and then you have to tour this or and I'm trying to break down that mold so I can just express as much as I can without having to necessarily follow the industry standards of how to do things and have to do this press and have to do this tour I really like just making music so for me I'm definitely going to be exploring a lot more collaborative process but um you know, the first thing I have to do is like finish my Ryx record, which is, you know, I just finished the Acid record that came out, and then I, Frank and I just finished the Howling record. I just came from listening to mixes then, and um, that'll come out, and then the Ryx record will come out for summer next year, I think. So I really got to go back maybe to California and get to that raw place again, and, and winter, and connect in with um, kind of the heart and, and make that record. And then, yeah, I'd love to keep making music with many different people.
I would say be compassionate and loving. Choose something to connect to nature and get away from the city every now and then. But for um you know, for, for artists, I think it's really, really important to stay connected to your process and, and being uh, real to your sense of self. There's, I went through it, so many artists have gone through it, where you have to go through uh, this kind of like jungle of the industry for a while until you learn who you really are. But if you could start out being consistent with who you want to be in the beginning, so much better. And maybe it takes a little longer to get there, but you're getting there in a really authentic way. And if you create community and people call it fans, but I don't call it fans. But if you create community like that, the community will grow with you and, and enjoy sharing your work for a long time, you know. So I think just being really authentic is important. Doing what you love. If you want to make a record that's really influenced by, you know, African music or Indian music, just do it. You know, don't think about whether it sits somewhere. Don't think about whether it belongs on a radio or just make the music you want to make.
Roman Flugel's The Friendship Song. It comes off his new album, Happiness is Happening. It's so happy. Uh, on Dial Records. I um, really love that song. It's so synthy and fun. Just like friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to say goodbye. Thank you for listening. And the last song for you tonight will be Federico Albanese, reworked by John Lempke, out on Dinovali Records. Mm-hmm.